0: You can't show me anything I, I haven't done before. You know, the I know that syndrome?
1: Yeah, and, and what I do is I, I ask people to um, uh, to set aside for, for 90 days or, or for 120 days or however long we're in a coaching program for. Us. So just set aside what you know or what you think you know and do it my way for 90 days. And if, if after 90 days, hey, you think there's a couple of things in there that you liked and you're going to toss out the rest, okay. But at least give me the 90 days, and you do find that the people who come with a sense of humility are are much more successful. And uh, you know, I built multi-million-dollar businesses, um, and I've been a very successful trader. And I still, when I come to the table, come to it always in the sense of okay what can I take away? What does this guy know? What is piece of information does he have that I'm going to be able to apply? Uh, one of the best pieces of information, or one of the best quotes that I heard was from someone I used to work for. And he said, um, if you come in and you know more than me, he's like, you can be in charge. Because he said, pretty soon, I'm going to learn everything you know, and then I'm going to know what I know and I'm going to know what you know. And he very much approached it from if I'm not the smartest guy in the room, I'll sit down and listen. Even I may, I may know a lot, but I'm going to sit down and listen. And so I've always tried to approach it that way in my own life and surround myself with people who are far better equipped um, to provide advice and counsel on their specific area of expertise than me. And then to try and draw from that.
0: Okay, so you almost have to say, you know, please check your ego at the door on the way in
1: yeah, and there's, there's going to be a sense of that because people who become entrepreneurs are very much alpha male and we see that in, in the trading space as well. Uh, but it's important that if you want to grow, that you come to it as a, as a student and you come to it with a desire to learn and to grow and instead of you know, coming to it thinking that you know it all with your nose in the air saying, okay, what's this guy going to teach me? I don't already know.
0: Mm-hmm. And so in terms of you, the people who turn up to you, what is the breakdown between males and females?
1: Uh, we're significantly weighted towards males. Um, I I don't know if that's because that's who we tend to attract or that's who I attract. Um, I'm kind of rough around the edges a bit because of my military background, and so it, it takes a certain type of person to tolerate me. I think, but um, we see about 20% of our clientele as women and about 80% as men.
0: Okay, and of, of which, in the breakdown of being teachable and successful, what's the breakdown again? Males and females.
1: There's almost no difference in our mastermind group. We have uh, we have a nice, it's probably again split up about uh, 20% women and 80% male. So I see I see no difference in teachability between males and females.
0: Okay, even if they swear like a trooper, um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's right. So this is this is what you're saying to me here. It sounds like you you have a lot of self awareness. And uh, the, the the point is, do you actually do something like um, I know some people go away and meditate, or they spend quiet time with it, with no noise, no distractions, and they sit with themselves, literally. Um, some people might think it's a bit woo-woo, but I find that it is actually very productive in terms of beneficial for my sense of who I am and my direction. Do you do, you do that?
1: I do. I do it in a little bit different way. Um, I you know Napoleon Hill old talks about. You know, daily meditation, and, and I think that that's a, it's a habit that everyone should get into just to kind of quiet your mind because, it's, you know, as your business grows and as you grow as a human being, as you start a family, you know, I have four little kids, it's very loud a lot of the time. And uh, having a chance to step away, I like to go and just hit golf balls. Um, I like golf. Uh, I, you know, I I don't stink at it, so it's not like I'm, you know, constantly hitting them into the rough. But I like to just go to the range and hit golf balls for an hour or an hour and a half, and just let my mind wander. And uh, that's that's kind of how I do it.
0: Okay. And are you aware of the fact that you think certain things over and over again, uh, almost like in a loop? And and do you find that that's beneficial for you, or or the thoughts are? gee, um, you know, I could do it better another way.
1: Are you talking about, you know, just like constantly thinking through, you know, positive, you know, positive thoughts or are Versus you thinking more specifically the, about something else?
0: Yeah, about thoughts. It, the, the, the talk you have, the self-talk, what do you find yourself hearing?
1: Oh, yeah, Self, self-talk is really important. And I think it goes back to what Tony Robbins talks about in, in terms of asking more empowering questions. Um, I think that there is a huge difference, and this applies to trading as well. If you're going to sit at your desk and talk about, well, man, I, I, why, why do I suck so bad? You know, why, why can't I ever get it right? Why, why am I always such a failure? You know, why, does my, why is my life so bad? You know, your mind will find an answer to that question if it has to invent one. That's the way your subconscious works. And so if you're able to ask more empowering questions of yourself like, you know, how do I improve my life? How do I make more money? How do I solve this problem? How do I overcome this obstacle? Rather than saying why do I why are these obstacles in my way, you're going to achieve a lot more in your life, and it's amazing how many answers come about when you ask the right questions. Um, I think that one of the things I've noticed about myself is that I I tend to view life very differently than other people. Um, I view risk very differently than other people, Um, and because of that, I I think that I've been able to. Kind of achieve more in, in less time um, in in terms of business and financially
0: okay um, you want to share that as in how you how you see risk versus the average person who sees risk as loss, therefore failure panic, shutting down
1: yeah I think it starts with an, with an understanding that people who are successful are not better than you um, I am not better. Than the guy who's trying to become a successful trader, i uh, because I, you know, I'm not better than the guy who's had three failed businesses. You know, I I had two failed businesses before I started trading full time. Um, and uh, you know, because they don't know more than you, they're not smarter than you. They, they don't possess or or have a capacity for greatness that in somehow is superior to yours. Um, within all of us, we all possess a capacity for greatness. And I think that the sooner you understand that and accept that, the farther you're going to go. So it starts with understanding that you can do it, Um, that the people who've been successful don't possess some sort of special innate gift that you don't have. Once you're through that, then it becomes a matter of, okay, how do I get there? And you start assessing risks in terms of, um, all right, what does this mean? Well, at the end of my life, it could mean that I lose my house. Um, it could mean that, uh, you know, that uh, that I can't take my family on vacation or that my I have to sell my car. Um, but what is the reward? What is the outcome? And what I did, I talked with my wife about this early on in our marriage because we weren't, when we got married, we, we didn't have any money at all. And, uh, it, you know, i wanted to take all these risks and i wanted to you know make all these investments and i wanted to try all these different things and and she was very much you know a conservative person and uh... and i said listen we may end up dirt poor we may end up broke and you know living in a box on the street but it won't be from a lack of trying and as long as we're not going to put ourselves in a position where we're going to lose everything. We're not putting all of our chips on black and then, you know, waiting for the roll of the dice. As long as we're taking calculated risks and we're trying to improve ourselves and we're we're trying different things, um, that's something that we need to do. I think it's a, it's important that you don't spend your life, you know, playing it safe because you're going to end up somewhere between total failure and, you know the success that you always wanted. And it ends up in some level of mediocrity between the two of those. And the last thing that you will want to do is be mediocre in your life. At least I would hope.
0: Yeah, uh, be, being average for the sake of, like Billy Connolly says, you know, beige, being really beige. There's there's no other color in, in your life. So, right. yeah. so really, this, this also comes to the fact that you have got, you just mentioned, you've got a support team behind you, you know, behind Team Jason, and that closest ally supporter... Would be
1: your wife, right? Oh, without without a doubt. Um, I've had a lot of people that I've talked to uh, say, you know, Jason, I, I I've got a passion for this trading thing, and I love what I do. But you know, my wife she's or my husband they're just they're just not on board with me and what I'm doing. And uh, and I, you know, my response to that's always similar. I mean, that's, that's terrible. I, I think that you need to go and, and have a talk with them and, and, uh, and try and find some common ground. I said so I don't really have any experience with that because my wife has never been anything but supportive of everything that I've tried to do even after I was met with defeat after defeat. You know she never stopped believing in me and I would not be where I am if I didn't have her support. If I had had to fight her in addition to all of the other negativity in my life Um, And all the other naysayers and all the other people who told me I was crazy, um, I would, I would have never achieved what I've achieved so far.
0: Okay, so you you don't have the personal experience of it, but would you then say, go outside your immediate circle, like your mastermind group, and find other people who are on the same path? They may not be your spouse, but on the same path, and understand that this is a a process, and it's not going to turn up tomorrow. You're not going to turn into a multi-millionaire tomorrow because you need to change as a person to be the person who can deal with that.
1: Yeah, I, I think in addition to that, in addition to finding people um, who are, you know, I can't remember who said it, but they say, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, don't spend your time with people who make fifty thousand dollars a year. Spend your time with people who make a million dollars a year. Try and surround yourself with those people. Um, in addition to that, many times you have to sever off relationships uh, with people who uh, with people who are dragging you down or people who are holding you back, who people whose negativity is affecting you in a way that doesn't allow you to achieve your true potential. And uh, I without treading too much on some very dangerous ground and sometimes that's family members. you know sometimes that's an aunt or an uncle or a mother or a brother or a sister you know that look, we just can't spend time together because I can't share with you my life, and I can't tell you my story, and, and I can't, you know, my successes and my struggles are not something that I can spend a great deal of time with you on. And plus, I don't want to hear all the negative input that you give me. I don't want to hear, you know, about how your wife hates you and your dog hates you and how the rents come and due and how you can't get ahead and about how life's got you on, you know, on tilt. Those types of things screw with, you know, your your mental preparedness as you step out into a world that's going to demand that you be ever vigilant and, and always in good spirits and, uh, and in a positive state of mind.
0: Yeah. And, and like you say, basically totally present to what you're doing and not being distracted by the, like you say negativity. This is where yeah. I, I guess your training as, as uh, in the military would come in, uh, you know, if you're not careful, you're going to get shot. Basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I think that one of the things I learned in the military is that I, I wasn't special. I, got, I went quite a ways in the military. I went into special operations, and, and I, I was doing something that, that very few people ever have the opportunity to do. And one of the things I learned about myself is that I, I wasn't all that special. You know, I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the strongest. There was always somebody out there who was faster than me or stronger than me or a little bit smarter than me. <laughs> um, but if I applied myself, there was very little that I couldn't achieve. And that played an important role in me as, as I left the Marines, is that, I, you know, there was a time, you know, I was scrubbing trailers uh, for $10 an hour to try and make ends meet and, and make my rent. And during that time, it would have been very easy to say, well, woe is me, you know, look at how far I've fallen, what, what, a, you know, what a joke my life has become, and then, you know, kind of got on the government dole. But I never lost kind of that passion. There's a difference between being broke and being poor. Um, Broke is temporary, and poor is a mindset. And I didn't want to have a poor man's mindset. So it was kind of like, yeah, my life sucks right now, but it's not going to suck forever. I'm going to figure this thing out, and, and this is just a stepping stone. And I think that type of positive attitude, if you're going to be a success at anything, you've got to have that, and especially in trading.
0: Yeah, because trading actually tells you instantaneously whether you've done it right or wrong, isn't it? It'll slap you in the face or it'll pat you on the back.
1: Well, I, no, no, I would disagree with that <laughs> somewhat. You know, there, there are, you know, there are several. There, there are good trades and there are bad trades, and then there are winning trades and losing trades, and not all winning trades are good trades. Um, there are many times that you make money on a trade and it was a bad decision. you shouldn't have done that if you do that over time you're going to lose money. you just happen to get lucky that one time um, and, and so there's feedback comes over time and that's one of the very difficult things about trading and why it's so counterintuitive is a lot of times you know you'll take a losing trade another losing trade another losing trade another one and another one and another one and when the next trade comes around you gotta take that trade because be the one that pays for all of the losers you know Richard Dennis one of the most successful traders in history had a trading system that was wrong seventy percent of the time he lost seven out of every ten trades that he took but the three that he got right were massively right And he was able to make up all of his losses, and and he actually trained um, people off the street to trade his strategy, and they became some of the most successful traders on earth. And that only happens because the guys are convicted and because they understand their rules and their system, and they're disciplined to follow them.
0: So that's the aspect of discipline and also, like you say, self-belief. And you're saying actually this can be learned.
1: I think the the skill set can be learned. Um, being able to teach someone how to be disciplined and how to follow the rules, and you you put in front of them, you look if you'll do this and you'll do this every single time, you'll make money. And we prove this time and time again. You know, one of our our live trading room, our, our ratio trading room, which which trades patterns, um, Akil Stokes, who's a former client of mine and who used to be a janitor, uh, then you know took one of my courses and and uh, worked his way up over the next year and a half to becoming profitable and then started managing a little bit of money and then I found out what he was doing and I said, you know, come over here and start teaching people what you're doing. You know, his room this year is up 76%. And you look at that and you just say, "My gosh." You know, 76% a year people would kill for that. And you look at it and you say, "Well, it only works because every day he comes to the room He does the same thing again and again and again if he wasn't doing that and if he wasn't convicted at that he wouldn't be successful no matter how much knowledge and information he has so while one can be taught the skill relatively easily it takes a very long time to get that conviction to learn how to follow the plan it seems to be something that would be relatively easy but it proves to be a very very difficult thing to learn
0: Yeah, it's like, um, it reminds me of a quote by Sun Tzu in in the Art of War. It says, if you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. (laughs) Yes. So basically, it's knowing knowing yourself and uh, working on, it sounds like, you know, it's constantly working on yourself to be a better trader and not doing the victim thing of saying the market stuffed me up or something happened externally and it screwed up my trade, yeah?
1: well it's a game that you never win and I would agree that you you can't ever play the victim and that that goes for anything in life you know you you can't be a victim and expect to succeed um but you know if you're if you're constantly looking at it as a way to evaluate your performance and you come to it as a student recognizing that this is not something that you will ever completely learn because that's and for those of us who do this for a living that's one of the real joys is that every time I come man there's always something new there's there's a curveball you know we've got to learn how to deal with increased volatility versus you know less volatility and there's always something new always something to keep us on our toes and that knowledge and that that constant lifelong desire to learn and grow is something that trading plays into if that's not you well it, it, you're probably not going to be successful as a trader and you probably won't be successful at much because Pretty much all the successful people I know are, you know, they love knowledge, they love information. Uh, to your talk earlier about, or question earlier about uh, reading and reading books, uh, I, I heard a quote one time that said, uh, "Rich people have big libraries, and poor people have big TVs." And I think that that's there's probably more truth to that than than we care to admit. That if you if you've got if you spent you know fifteen hundred dollars on a TV, but the last book you read was in high school. There's a problem there, and that's that's limiting your ability to achieve your goals in life.
0: Okay, so that also includes uh, what it sounds like uh, being not paying too much attention to mainstream news because bad news sells, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think a case can be made. I'm, I'm a purely technical trader. Um, I don't mean to discount fundamentals. I just think it's very, very difficult for an independent or a retail trader to, to trade off fundamentals. He's, he's largely guessing. Um, but let's put aside for the moment my belief about fundamentals and, and just look at news. Um, you will never become successful watching one of the major news outlets comment on what's happening in the market. Uh, they will always have an answer for what's happened after it's happened. Uh, They will always be able to explain to you why the market is moving after it's moving. But they will never come to you and say, hey, get ready, because at 10 o'clock today there's going to be a major move and it's going to go north. Because they don't know. And so most of the commentary is for entertainment value. Um, I have CNBC on at my office because I, uh, you know, I need to see the news events. I enjoy hearing the speakers, but I don't make my trading decisions off of what CNBC is telling me. Uh, I make my trading decisions off of what I see on the chart and by my system that I know works.
0: Okay, so just finishing off on the the, the area of the news and what's happening in in America at the moment, you've got basically a president and Congress having a bit of a chat about how, how to solve this very large problem. So would you say, regardless of what happens, whatever decision they come to, you as a forex trader who follows a plan, who knows what he's doing and sticks to his rules, will still come out all right on the other side?
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of the things I've I've talked with people about this is as this issue comes up, because it is it is really serious. We talk about taxation. We're talking about, you know, a greater implication, a greater percentage of our wealth being, you yeah, know, but- for lack of a better term, confiscated by government. Um, and uh, when we when we deal with issues like that, people tend to have a very negative response. Man, they're just making it harder and harder for a guy to get ahead. One of the great things about it is it doesn't really matter in the trading space. It doesn't really matter what decisions are made. You're able to position yourself to make money regardless of that if you're following a plan. Um, In addition, if one day the tax structure becomes so incompatible with me making money, it's very easy for me to move. Uh, the world is becoming more and more flat, and because I don't work for another company and because I don't have a, a, a job that requires me to be any particular place, um, if we need to go, we can always go. We can always go to another country where the tax structure is better or, or people are more friendly or they respect what you do. You know? Or if you want to take a vacation and just say, look, I'm going gonna, gonna to go live in six months in Costa Rica or I'm going to go to the Bahamas. And I can bring my laptop, or I can bring my computer system down with me, I can have it set up, and I can make money while I'm there. Now that's a very people will use that in order to try and sell product, this vision that you can go anywhere and that you can do anything. And, and I don't mean it like that. What I mean is that when you learn a skill in trading, it's transferable. It's transferable into investing. It's transferable from stocks to futures, from futures to Forex. It's transferable from the United States to Great Britain to France. You are literally and become an international man or woman, and opportunities open up to you at that point, and the world becomes a very much more open and much closer place than it was before.
0: So basically, you're talking about the freedom to choose.
1: Yeah, as as Milton Friedman said, you know, free to choose. You you know, you you choose your schedule. You choose where you want to work and when you want to work. And um, even work becomes somewhat of, you know, a cliched statement because it's not really work when you're doing something that you love to do. Now, there's times when you're going through a drawdown when it, it just is the most miserable thing on earth. But, you know, Overall, there's nothing else that I'd want to be doing with my life. There's, uh, you know, I get to work with traders every day. I get to see people achieve their goals. People go from losing money to managing money. Um, that's an incredible thing to be able to do and, and to be able to experience. And you get involved with people's lives. You know, you get to meet their kids. I, I, a friend of mine, a client of mine, Darren, uh, his son just had a terrible brain tumor removed, and over the course of the last couple of months has built himself back to health and he just swam fifty laps at his local pool. This twelve year old kid who couldn't walk three months ago and I got to experience that with him and I got to share that joy with him and that is an incredible experience that I get to be part of because of the work that I do and I wouldn't trade that for anything. It is by far the best job. I I wouldn't I would never want to do anything else.
0: Wow, so in the last 30 seconds, tell us what would you say at the end of your days, you know, what is your legacy?
1: Um, I just I hope at the end of the day that uh, that I'm a good husband to my wife, that, that my children grow up um, knowing who I am and, and, and they grow up good kids with a sense of personal responsibility and that what I've done in my business life and in my professional life I've always tried to act as a a person of honor and as as an ethical person. You know, we don't always get it right. I don't always make great decisions. I I have catastrophic failures, and, you know, I have setbacks, and, and I have times when I probably could have done things a little bit better. But at the end of the day, I want people to say and to recognize, or hopefully recognize, that, hey, you know, he really cares about the people that he's working with. He has a genuine, heartfelt concern for seeing them be successful. Um, and I've just chosen the financial markets as kind of my area to, to do that. And, uh, and and so at the end of the, the, the day, that's that's what I hope. I hope that I got good kids and that they still love me when they're old and, uh, and that the people that I've been able to help, uh, you know, are able to be successful.
0: That's a fantastic way to live your life, which I think should be the norm for every person that walks this earth. So... You know, Thank you very much, Jason, for spending the hour with us and actually revealing to us your heart and your passion and being so honest and uh, genuine and authentic. So on behalf of uh, your money and your mindset, I'd like to thank you very much. God bless and we'll see you in the new year. Thank you. Thanks. Today?